Hello and welcome to another edition of Deeper. It is so good to have you join us. And today we are uh, looking at uh, the final in our sermon series, which we've called Bear Fruit. And uh, we're going to look at the passage. In fact, we're going to look at a little bit more than the passage that we uh, I preached on on Sunday. Uh, but first, uh, let me just say that this is going to be uh, the last Deeper for a few weeks. We're just going to have a short break during August. Um, so either at the end of August or beginning of September, we'll restart. So do look out on our YouTube channel for the for the next one. So let's get to the, the passage. Uh, so on Sunday, I preached uh, about um, self-control. And I preached from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 to 27. But uh, in this uh, deeper, I want us to look at the verses before as well, so that we get a full understanding of what Paul's saying. So I'd love you to read... Uh, verses 19 to 27 so 1 corinthians 9 19 to 27 so press pause read the passage and then restart the video fantastic so uh we're starting at 19 so we can just get a broader understanding of of what paul is specifically talking about here in this passage on sunday i was preaching about self-control more generally and um uh, looked at different ways in which we need to um, exercise self-control in terms of temptation, relationships within church, uh, and also mission. And it's that last bit that we're going to really focus on, because that's what this passage is about. And uh, deeper is always about going into the passage, not about the sermon. So we're looking at this whole passage. So let's uh, just go through verse by verse. Uh, so we're going to look at uh, 19 to 23 first um, is a little block. Um, and here you get the feel for what this is about, because six times he talks about winning people for Jesus. That is what it's all about. That's what he's talking about here. And um, verse 19, he talks about winning as many as possible. This is the, the driving force for Paul's ministry. He wants to see people one for Jesus. It's what helps him get up in the morning. It's the focus of his life. He wants to see churches built up, not so they can just be good churches, but so they can reach more people. That's the aim. And he starts off here, uh, though I am free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone. What's he talking about here? This whole chapter is Paul talking about his rights uh, and his freedom as an apostle uh, and by freedom it's not about um, necessarily the the ability to do things uh, more specifically here it seems to be about he is indebted to no one else he's not paid to be an apostle people may give him uh, financial gifts to help him um, to live but he is not paid and so he's indebted to no one he is free he's not obligated in any kind of way so as an apostle, he is free to follow the Lord's leading and not simply do the bidding of other people. He belongs to no man. That's the key thing here that he's trying to say. But even though he is free and belongs to no man, he makes himself a slave to everyone. What's he mean there? He doesn't mean that he's simply the beck and call of other people. It's him uh, sub kind of submitting himself to groups of people in order to win them for Jesus. That's what he's aiming for here. And his aim is to win as many as possible. And so in verse 20, he starts this thing where he looks at specific groups of people. And he starts off to the Jews. I became like a Jew to win the Jews. And 
the the idea is that becoming like a Jew, or as he says later on, like um, one under the law, or like one not having the law, or the weak, what he's saying here is that um, he kind of puts himself in a place where he is in their shoes. He understands their context. He understands um, the, the, the culture of that group of people. And he does that in order to be able to preach more effectively. Uh, he's there to serve them in some way. He's there to, to uh, provide for them if necessary. And so he's there as a, an ambassador of Christ, trying to understand this group of people in order to win as many as possible. And so he goes through to the Jews, I became like a Jew, to win the Jews, to those under the law, I became like one under the law. And he says, though I myself am not under the law. And so there he's talking about, he may uh, have lived like he was under the law. We see in um, in Acts and in, uh, in like with Timothy, uh, he gets Timothy circumcised, even though it's not necessary as a Christian, but he does so so that Timothy can more effectively reach Jews and minister to Jews. So he puts himself as one under the law, even though he's not under the law. So he lives like it, but inside and spiritually, he is free from all of that. He's not tied to all that. He's still trying to live in a different way, but he's putting himself in a place where he can relate to others and they can relate to him. That's the most important thing that he's putting himself in a place where they will hear the gospel. We'll get onto that a bit later. And then, uh, and then uh, moving on to 22, uh, to the weak I became weak. It's not really clear who Paul is talking about here. Uh, earlier on in, um, in Corinthians, he talks about the, those who are weak as being the ones who uh, can't cope with food that's been sacrificed to idols. He's probably not talking about those people. He may simply be talking about people who have no faith or, or something like that. It's not clear to us. Uh, but where, whoever the weak are, uh, it could be those who are simply financially weak. It could be those who are struggling with poverty uh, or those who are sick. Um, he puts himself in a place where he can identify with them and they can identify with him. And then he sums her up. He says, I have become all things to all men, so that by all possible means I might save some. That's a huge statement, isn't it? That he becomes all things to all men, so that by all possible means. You know, uh, it's so easy in terms of Einstein that we just want to do things on our terms and do things in our way without any regard for how other people, the people we are trying to reach, how they hear it. Uh, but Paul has a different attitude here. He says, you know, he, he will do anything, anything to see people saved. And then verse 23, I do all this for the sake of the gospel, so I may share in its blessing. The gospel is so important. The gospel is so urgent that he will do anything to, to kind of get it out there. And the blessings he's talking about is, of course, people being saved, people coming into the kingdom. We share in that, don't we? We all share in that. There's nothing more uh, wonderful than hearing a, a brand new Christian talk about their the conversion. Uh, we all love that in church, don't we? It makes us, something inside jumps, doesn't it? You know, we just, we're thrilled by it. And that's part of the blessing that Paul is talking about there. And then we get into 
the passage I preached on on Sunday and verse 24 where Paul kind of shifts a little bit he starts to talk about in terms of a, an analogy of, of boxers and athletes um, and how he how he is self-controlled effectively how he has discipline in reaching out to those who need to know about Jesus and so uh, verse 24 uh, do you not know that in a race all the runners run but only one gets the prize run in such a way as to get the prize the prize here seems to shift in his thinking as he goes along here. But maybe the prize here at this point is seeing people saved. That, that is a prize. That is something that we need to aspire to and aim for. As I record this, we're still in the midst of the Olympics. And every, I've just watched um, the women's uh, 800 meters. And you know, there are people there who trained their whole lives in order to try and get to a gold medal in the Olympics. They've trained for that. We, Paul's saying, we need to train in order to share the gospel, to be preachers of the gospel and to see people saved. Because in verse 25, everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training and they do it to get a crown that will not last. You know, part of the crown that talks about uh, us all receiving a crown when we get to heaven. Uh, and it's not a crown where necessarily we'll wear, because I think anything that we think we've achieved in this life will pale in comparison to what Jesus has achieved for us. And when we get to heaven and we see Jesus, we will cast our crowns down before him. But the crown here is people being brought into the kingdom. That's what it's all about. Because that will, that's the crown that will last forever. Because you'll spend eternity with those brothers and sisters that you've won for Jesus. It will last forever. It's one of the few things in this world that will truly last. And so he says, therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. He knows what his purpose is. He knows what he's aiming for. And I love this. I do not fight like a man beating the air. Uh, like shadow boxing he's not like that he knows what whose target is and uh you know there's a lot of us do a lot of shadow boxing really when it comes to evangelism we pretend we're not really involved in in the in in the game so much we need to be in it we need to be looking to share our faith as much as possible and so in verse 27 he says i beat my body and make it my slave so that after I preach to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. And there he says, you know, he subjects himself, his whole self. He is disciplined about what he is trying to do. All he is aiming for in reaching those around him, whether they are Jews or Gentiles or people of no faith, he will do whatever it takes, whatever the cost, in order to see people one for Jesus so, and he says so that after I've preached to others the word there is kind of herald and in in the games that Paul's talking about they would have a herald and the heralds would declare the rules of the game and declare uh, the contestants and who they are and uh, they would be an important part of the game yes he's like he's brought in a, a different kind of picture and in many ways that's what we do when we preach the gospel, we are talking about, there's the rules of the game. You only get to heaven if you put your faith in Jesus. It's not by works 
Not at all. You can't achieve heaven. You can only get to heaven by faith in Christ. They are the rules. And we proclaim those rules. And uh, then he finishes with, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Again, it's a little bit hard to understand what he's, he's saying here, but perhaps, I mean, if you take it at face value, what he's saying is that his lack of evangelism would disqualify him from heaven. I'm not entirely sure if that's what he, he meant, but taking it at face value, that's perhaps what he meant. Who knows? Um, that might be something to talk about in your groups or to reflect on uh, for yourself. So let's think a little bit about uh, the application of some of this and go a little bit wider. So there's there's some obvious points here out there to, to draw out for us. And let's talk about the first one, the importance and urgency of evangelism. You know, we get so caught up with church life, don't we, that um, we forget. We forget that the... For, for there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people where where you live who have no faith in Jesus and they are our assignment we are called to share the gospel with them to be heralds of the gospel and we have to take on something of the the urgency that Paul has here and the importance that Paul has and say so we need in our own personal lives to make this a priority to not not play games with them, not, not punch the air aimlessly, not to ha go through our, our walk with Jesus without an aim or a point. And for all of us, you know, the, the great commandment is to go and make disciples. We know what the point of the game is. In football, the point of the game is to score goals and win. In, in athletics, it is to run faster than everyone else. We understand what the rules of the go those games are. For us, Jesus has declared what our point is. Go and make disciples of all nations and teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. That's what we are meant to be doing. And, you know, we can look for the church to do things. We can look for other people to do things. But in the end, it is about simply you and I in our daily walk with Jesus, looking for opportunities to share our faith and to, to do that consistently. And to do that as an act of discipline, as a spiritual discipline, perhaps. We are not aimless. We know our purpose in this life. And if you are wondering what God has called you to do, start here, because that is the great commandment. Go and make disciples. That is what we are called to do. So please take this on board. See it as a driving force for your life for your walk with Jesus. The, the second thing I want to draw out here is, um, is how Paul sees evangelism. So Paul talks about becoming like those he's trying to reach. And that's not living in the same way, not, not living a sinful life, all those kind of things. But in some way, putting himself in a place where he can identify with them and they can identify with him. The, it creates a point of connection. Uh, and if you're to share the gospel in, in any relevant way for people, you need to understand who you are trying to talk to. Uh, it's, it's very different, for instance, talking about Jesus to 
12-year-olds than it is to 80-year-olds. They are two different contexts where people have different values and different life experiences. You talk to them in a different way. You need to empathize with them in a different way. And for all of us, we need to be aware of the people around us and the kind of lives that they live, not in any judgmental or condemnatory way, but to understand who we are trying to reach. And, you know, in our, our community here in Southport, uh, there are lots of different types of communities. We have those who are really struggling through life and finding life really difficult financially. Uh, we have a lot of people who are very wealthy and for whom life seems on the surface seems to be easy. We also have a lot of people who struggle with, with mental health issues. We have uh, a growing uh, community of people from, from abroad who are here in all sorts of different jobs and doing a fantastic service for us. To reach any of those groups of people, we have to understand them and in some way create a connect a connection with them. How do you do that? Well, that's up to each and every one of us to work out, isn't it? Because you all connect with different types of people. So find the connection points. Try to understand. Look, one of the things that Paul, we see Paul doing, when, whenever he entered a city, he seemed to look around him and to find out what the connection points were. He observed how, what kind of gods they worshipped. He observed the, the, their faith. He observed how they lived their lives. And he put himself in those places and lived amongst them. And in that shared the gospel. And effectively, that's what we do. I think a lot of Christians think because they live in a certain place, they understand it, but have never actually looked at where they live. Do you, for instance, if you live here in Southport, do you understand the history of Southport, where we've come from, how the whole town's developed? Sometimes that creates uh, uh, light in us understanding uh, how to reach where we are. How do you connect with people outside the church? Do you even do that? Quite a lot of Christians fail to do that these days. They found church to be a safe place and stay there. But Christians are never called to be safe, are we? You know, God calls us out to be like lambs amongst wolves. And we are meant to be joining into other activities and groups and making connections with people so that we can understand them and then in the midst of that share the good news of Jesus. All, all too often when we talk about evangelism in the church, we talk about events and programs and we want to talk about you know, kind of scripts to read and to, to kind of practice on each other. Uh, we talk about all sorts of things, but we never talk about simply getting involved in the everyday life of other people so that you can understand them and they can connect with you. And of course, within that, the third point is the requirement for discipline in this. Because we all want an easy life, don't we? I do. I mean, I, 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 I just want to be lazy. I am naturally a lazy person. It takes self-discipline for all of us to do the things that God has called us to do. We want it to feel natural. And you know what? I don't think it ever really does sometimes because we are constantly working against uh, our sinful nature. That's why Paul says, you know, those things that I want to do, I don't do. And those things I don't want to do, I end up doing because it's almost like it's counterintuitive sometimes. 
but the work of the Spirit in us. Bringing discipline, self-control, allows us to do the things that God has called us to do. And the priority in all of those things is evangelism. In this post-pandemic time, well, it's not quite post-pandemic, post-restriction time, we are now connecting with people again. Isn't this the perfect opportunity for you to look for ways to connect with others so that you can share the gospel? And you, you also get to have a lot of fun doing it. You know, in, in the different things that I do in my life, I do the things that I find enjoyable. I just try to do them with other people who aren't members of church so that I can in some way try and share the good news of Jesus. It might just be that you connect with your neighbours again after perhaps a, a long time of not connecting during this pandemic. We had at the beginning, didn't we, the whole kind of, you know, uh, clap for the NHS thing and we all kind of, met our neighbours and then that seemed to die out over winter quite naturally I guess is it time to reconnect just think of ways in which you can look to be with other people identify with them they can identify with you and in that you share the gospel so let's think about some questions for you to consider either in your mission communities or on your own So here's some questions for you to think about. Uh, the first question is this. Um, let's start off with the whole self-control, self-discipline thing. Um, are you a disciplined person? Can I just, I like to do this, don't I? Uh, on, on a scale of one to 10, where would you put yourself in terms of self-discipline? You can't have five. Don't put yourself in the middle. You are either one thing or the other. Very few people are perfectly neutral. Uh, so on a scale of one to 10, how disciplined are you? The second question is, uh, how does evangelism make you feel? When we start to talk about it, when, when people like me come along and try and encourage you to do it, be honest with yourself and be honest with others. How does it make you feel? Are you excited? You think, yeah, I can't wait to get out and talk to people. Are you terrified? Are you anxious? Maybe you're just kind of feel, hmm, complacent about it just share that be honest about this you know we the way in which we overcome some of these things is about being vulnerable and transparent with each other just sharing where we're up to and allow people to speak into that and to pray into that so how does the thought of evangelism make you feel third question is uh, what groups do you think you could join so that you can start to share the faith with some people. It might be that you're already part of groups. Great, if that's the case, talk about them and talk about how, what you might do next. But maybe you've never thought about it. Maybe it's not been something that's on your radar. The great thing about certainly where we live in Southport, and I don't know about where anyone else lives, but here in Southport, there are loads of groups and societies and clubs and teams, whatever you are interested in, there is something here for you. Why not join in? Go and be part of something and see what happens in terms of your relationships. In the end, it's about how brave you are. But let me encourage you, be bold, be strong, because the Lord your God is with you. 
let me encourage you to spend some time together talking about some opportunities that you may each have and then finally pray for each other. Let's pray that we will be heralds of the gospel, that we'll be people who are declaring the rules of the game so that people understand that if they, they truly want eternal life, then they must come to Jesus. Let's make it plain to people. Let's make it simple. Let's make it real. And it's only by praying for each other that we'll actually move forward in this. So spend a, a longer time than normal if you're in the group just praying about this. If you are watching this and you, you are on your own, just spend some time with God. Ask the Holy Spirit to, to speak into your heart right now, to stir up something of a passion for sharing the gospel. So that's uh, the final one for now. Uh, we'll be back again towards the end of August or beginning of September. Uh, it depends when we decide to start our next sermon series. So uh, do please join us then. Look out on our YouTube channel for it, or it'll certainly be in the church email. If you are not on our email list, uh, do please come on board. I'll put a, a link um, at the end of this video or also in the description as well to join our email list. And that way you'll get all our information and know when the next deeper is coming along. So until then, please stay safe. Go and share the gospel. Do what you need to do as Paul would do to make connections with people, to share the good news of Jesus. I will see you again soon. Bye now.